I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the front three, episode thirty-one. My name is Adam Boltwood. Joining me as always is the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Hello, and we've also got Dave O'Brien here. Hello. <laughs> uh, we're in a coffee shop, Lawrence. Yeah, um, I insisted on this. this you did insist. So here we are. You might hear a bit of background chatter. The coffee machine's going. Basically, a bit of atmosphere. Do you like that? Yeah, well, like, you know, it's fun, right? We've had a oh nice coffee and everything. You know, it's decent. Um, we were, we were all we were for the best place to sit. Adam needed a plug. Dave needed a coffee. Yes. I needed a place to put my 360 camera. I did <laughs> need a plug. We found all three. Look though, Adam. Look. Ooh. Oh, you're still recording. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah. Um, look, Dave. So it's going to be wilder strats. Last week we sort of proposed doing two podcasts a week, and the response was phenomenal. overjoying. I mean. People on Twitter were losing their Off minds. The hook. So we are going to be doing two <laughs> podcasts a week from now. One on Wednesdays, hour-long news and talking points, and a Q&A sort of special on Saturdays, um, going out ahead of the weekend's game. So I think you know, that's a good way to do it. I think. Um, Hashtag I can't believe my luck. I am the whole. Hashtag can't believe my luck. So anyway, episode thirty-one. Let's get cracking straight into the news. Get I want to talk it. a little bit about Ronaldo. We touched upon him a little bit last week. Mm. It does seem like Ronaldo week, almost. He had his movie coming out on Monday, mm. uh, the biography, as I mentioned last week, coming out by Guillaume Balaguet. Mm. And there's a lot of talk about Ronaldo in terms of what's next. Mm. So last week against uh, Sevilla, mm-hmm. uh, Real Madrid lost. A lot of criticism for Ronaldo from that game. And there does seem to be a somewhat of a tie turning against him in some ways that what may previously have been unthinkable, Real Madrid leaving, uh, Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid next summer, now seems not only a possibility, but perhaps the best outcome for both the player and the team. So, Dave, Ronaldo, what do you think is next for the current reigning best player in the world? Do you think he needs to leave Real Madrid and maybe even go to your beloved Manchester United? Well, that'd be brilliant if he came back to Manchester United, obviously. Think, yeah. One of the best, well, the second best player in world football. Hey, that'd be excellent, but... I can't really see that. Um, Lawrence alluded on the Football Republic Live. I think that it wasn't a good move for him to go back to Manchester United because he's already done great stuff there. I'd say it'd be excellent to have Ronaldo back. You know, I'd love it, but I'd quite like to see it. PSG would be quite interesting. I think I've just, just had a bit of a brainwave here. Bayern Munich, imagine that. Jesus. Pep Guardiola stays for another year, right? Ronaldo moves to Bayern Munich. Then you've got your day. De- then, then Guardiola has his like Messi esque character, this goal scoring that right, a player that will sort of make that makes the, the best Guardiola teams. Lawrence, what do you think of uh, Ronaldo's current role in this Real Madrid team? Because obviously, he's, he rated, he's, he's, 30, he he's 31 now, right? Yeah. He's obviously, you know. 30? Is he 30 or 31? He, he's 31, he's going to be 30, he's, he's 30, sorry, he's going to be 31. But he's approaching That's a different phase of, of his career. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people grow up, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. But some, the, people his, some people are sort of saying he's lost 
a little bit of his pace. Yeah. They're saying his role is changing or we're returning into more of a goal scorer. I mean, what, what do you make of his current role at Real Madrid? I think it's a transition. It's clearly a transitional phase for Ronaldo. And there's also, I think, there's always going to be media speculation around it. But part of it is, especially with Ronaldo, that people always believed his game was about just the physical. And that's wrong. I think yeah. so many people characterised him physically because he looks... They, got, they almost got distracted by his looks, if you like. But I think it's similar. I always compare him to Michael Jordan because Jordan always looked so powerful. He always looked so focused. He always looked so Jordan, if you know what I mean. And Ronaldo always looked so Ronaldo. He, you know, People are like, oh, he's Figo. He's this, he's that. He's Ronaldo now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And I think that you can characterise his brand like that. You can characterise him as a player like that. We, but what do you think of the um, the role that he plays at the moment? No, no, no. So we're talking about the role there, but I'm just interested in what you think of the perception that he will leave next summer. Because we didn't. I think that's fine. We did an interview with Guillaume Balaga a few weeks ago, didn't we? It didn't. To me, it seemed like okay, yeah, maybe I can see that happening. But I, I don't know. But it seems to be gathering more and more pace. Do you think it would be better for him to leave? Having spoken to Guillaume, I, I suddenly, oh, when he explained it, when Guillaume laid it out in the way that Guillaume does. I suddenly went, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's a bit of because, a strategy perhaps in place. Yeah. Because, which you can sort of see with the, perhaps the Lauren Blanc episode. The, I mean, that's interesting. The Perez episode. There's how's a few little how's things. How's Blanc going to waste Ronaldo for the next few seasons? Yeah. Um, I think, with, especially with Ronaldo and where Real Madrid are, mm. Real Madrid are such a politicised club. They're a club who clearly need to transition away from whatever era they've been in very recently. Yep. Winning La Decima was great, but if you throw enough money at something, you'll win something in the end they're looking for dominance mm. and that's why they brought Benitez back because Benitez is a coach who coaches his teams to be a dominant side yeah. and to just strangle the other team make sure they can't fucking do anything and that's great for Madrid in the long term but they have to be patient so Ronaldo needs to transition away all the older Galacticos basically need to go Casillas mm. has already gone the, the, the other guys were slightly older of the previous generation Ronaldo is kind of the only Galactico in inverted commas that really makes sense so he'll be off, and I think it makes sense tactically yeah. and financially for Real Madrid to sell him in inverted yeah. commas. That's and what gives it that. You can see it happening though. Yeah, basically. Really, but, but at what, one point, that you, would have been perceived as absolute yeah, no sacrilege chance, no chance. to get rid of Ronaldo. I think, but yeah, now, there's, there's a strategy in place from the player and his agents as well as the club itself. Exactly, and both sides maybe this wanted, is best for everyone. Yeah, but I, I wonder if that's been come to over time when initially mm. there was a bit of a hold I think on, it, what? Sort it would of make sense for, like you're saying, to move on to. The next stage, in many ways. I think for Gareth Bale, it'd be very freeing for Ronaldo to leave. It feel like there's a, a real weight off his shoulders. He'll be able to express himself on the pitch and off, in many ways. But I think that's but, the wrong. I think that's 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 the problem. Is we we as we in applying narrative instantly go to the everything's strangled at round and everything's negative. I think he he is bigger than the club. He's played great. Like Bale's played great, and so is Ronaldo. What? So what do you think his uh, options are, essentially? Because we were saying, you know, you've mentioned PSG there. I think PSG is a step down. Yeah. And I feel like maybe League that's wise. not the right room for him. League but at, Yes. But at the same time, Lawrence, you mentioned going back to Manchester United will potentially be a, a mistake. Because he'll yeah, never be not, able not to... Not in the same way. It wouldn't be a step down. It would be a no, step no, no. across. But it would be a, a step a across. A mistake in terms of... And then it would, it would be in terms of managing your... Uh, managing a decline, essentially. Yeah. But not managing a decline where it's like, oh my God, this is sad. Just managing a, a slow yeah, transition. It's not, yeah, no, it's, I don't think it's a decline. I think it's a transition. Ronaldo looks after his body so well that I think he will 
be at this peak until he's 35. But but we do but we do still have to say it's still management of decline. So he's not going to be. It, it's decline isn't meant in the negative sense. It's just yeah. meant in terms it's of he won't be able to run as fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, so it's, 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 it's more it's more evolution. I think that's a better way to describe it. It's evolve Ronaldo evolving to whatever he's going to be, whether he is a centre centre forward, whether he becomes a number ten, whether he becomes. You know, just more of a winger. I'm not too sure. I prefer, I'd quite like to see him at number ten eventually. For, for, for who? For, for you know, Manchester United for Bayern Munich. What for do you think? PSG. He sh- do you think he should? Oh, where at the moment, yeah, well, he, he shoots, doesn't he? But where do you think he should Man go? Man United, in? they don't shoot. <laughs> Only like four four teams have had like fewer shots than Manchester United in the Premier League. It's one of those players that you can play possession football and then give him the ball and he will have a go. You know, he averages over four four and a half shots a game. I think um, he. I think he's going to end up PSG. I don't think he should. I think it's the wrong move, but. I think you will. I think it's the wrong move, but I do think it's commercial. That's the problem with him. Is he? That's what again why he's similar mm. to Jordan. When Jordan was having to manage moving away from a, a successful team, he, ha- he it was sort of like, well, what does he do? Let like, ask- where does he go now? He's peaked. Let me ask you this then. So, let's, we're, we're talking about Ronaldo leaving next summer. If he does yeah. leave next summer, what do you think his legacy is going to be at Real Madrid? Because we, me and Dave spoke about this in the club. We probably had a big long debate about whether. Is he the greatest player in the club's history? So he's the, he's the, the club's all-time greatest goal scorer, without a doubt, uh, statistically and otherwise. Yeah. But in the, in the last few weeks, I've sort of heard there's, there is a negativity around Ronaldo from Real Madrid fans, and I'm hearing that that's been there since he joined. You know, they sort of feel like you know, oh, who's this guy? You know, this really? big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I find hard to believe myself, but apparently that's the, the perception. So do you think when he does leave, they'll? he will be counted among one of the greatest players in Real Madrid's history or do you think the fact that he's won one league title one Champions League is going to count against him in comparison to say to Stefano and all those sort of other groups I think there will be some revisions I think yeah I think there'll be the, there's a level above him for Real Madrid you know Gento one player that we've, we've in the, on the football yeah, yeah. that we spoke about that was a left winger that played from in the 50s that was just incredible one was similar to Ryan Giggs won so many league titles was just you know, incredible, credible player. But Didn't then the Football Republic the other day, do who was the greatest player of all time? Yeah, that's what I'm dreams. saying. It, yeah, we were talking and about his Bush legacy. Cash didn't even make it into the top five, and you sort of we think put that, it to a public vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That man has an award named after him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Push yeah. Cash. Yeah. 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 a stadium name. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo won the vote comfortably on our um, Football Republic vote, public vote. But I think that's he the got pro- 43% of the vote. Essentially, his 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 public visibility will be his greatest achievement and also mm. his greatest downfall because it will mean that people will analyse and put him under the microscope but it will also mean that people will have their doubts and also be like well I feel like when we I think when we look back in five years ten years and the eternal debate will still be Messi Ronaldo mm-hmm. I think you, it, will, it will appear very stark the lack of silverware Ronaldo's won at Real Madrid yeah. I'm not saying that's his fault because obviously he's at a different club to, to Lionel Messi and a, a club that's very difficult to for political reasons there's no consistency at the club. It's difficult to achieve some success. Florentino when Perez at, this week. Tap, yeah, tap. but when See you later. look at what Messi... Messi is without a doubt, I'd say, the greatest player in Barcelona's history. Most people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. The amount of titles he's won since uh, Ronaldo joined Real Madrid, I think it's three Champions League titles, yeah. maybe five La Liga titles. The Ballon d'Ors as well. When you look back and you go, oh, Messi, Ronaldo, you look at those titles. Ronaldo shouldn't have left Man United, in my opinion. He was at the perfect club. The team was built around him defensively, where they were absolutely awesome. They were nowhere near their peak, that team. I think that the next few years, Ronaldo could have got even better. The team could have got even better. More players would have been attracted. The style of football that we were playing was absolutely unbelievable. I think it was a massive mistake. You know, he he saw the glory of Real Madrid. He saw the glory of, of the history of Real Madrid. He's tried to become part of that history. And in a way, like we've been saying, he's kind of failed. 
I think in terms of silverware. Personal yeah. accolades, he's been brilliant, but he could have done that at any club. Well, I think that's the thing that's what apparently this movie demonstrates, as we were sort of sharing last week, this documentary about his life uh, and also the biography by Guillaume Balaguer, that the most important thing to him is the individual accolades. That's what matters to him, and I think that's how he measures his own worth, which is a shame in a way, because, you know... Do you think, do you really think that's the way he measures his personal worth? Say that again. Do you really think that's the way that he measures his... Yeah, I, I really do think that he measures his success by Ballon d'Ors. And if he was... He would have won more at Man United, 100%. I think him leaving really? Manchester United was a Man United would have been far more... Com Man United would be more competitive than Real Madrid have been competitive in, in the Champions League Absolutely. over the last uh, five, six seasons... Well, since he left, what, five seasons ago? You know, United got to a Champions League final again without him. Imagine with him. Exactly. But then you would say they're great that like the biggest one of the biggest problems they had in the Champions League final when they played Ronaldo was that he took a lot of individual efforts. Yeah, but he was the outball. That that final, the first final was the one that Man United could have won. Samuel Eto'o scored a pretty dodgy goal. On the counter-attack, they scored the goal. Ronaldo had the capabilities to frighten Barcelona on the break. They had Yaya Torre at centre back. There I think Puyol was the other centre back. Oh no, it was PK was the centre back. They were they were scared. The second final, not so scared. They knew that they could beat United. They knew that there wasn't that much threat on the counter-attack. That team was more functional. That team was more of a counter-attacking, Park Ji-sung, grit-led team that who didn't play in the final, which is stupid. Darren Fletcher obviously missed the final as well, another very gritty player that worked very hard for Ronaldo. I think that's what we found at Real Madrid is that because there's other Galacticos there, you know, with recently Gareth Bale and so forth, Di Maria was so important to Real Madrid because he did the Ronaldo running for him. Mm. And that's the thing that Real Madrid lost by selling him and start getting rid of Javi Alonso. It's the same sort of... Thing. Ronaldo has been mismanaged at Real Madrid in terms of the players around him, the players to help his game and the management. You know, Ferguson knows what Ronaldo could do. Ferguson built a team around Ronaldo. Yeah. I don't feel that Real Madrid was... It was obviously built with Ronaldo in mind, but it wasn't completely... Every single player wasn't geared to out to make Ronaldo perform the best. That like at Barcelona, the yeah, yeah, exactly. where the team is built around to get the best out of Lionel Messi, you know, Guardiola bring him to false nine and you know the likes of Samuel Eto'o and Henri brilliant strikers getting pushed out wide David, David Villa who's got an incredible goal scoring record at Valencia got pushed out wide again it's one of those things where if the team was built completely around Ronaldo for, with a manager that's getting the best for Ronaldo then he would have done better I think that's the issue with Real Madrid um, speaking a little bit about Real Madrid Barcelona here just talk briefly about the, the El Clasico I mean, something yeah. to do. we'll be talking about it a bit more next week but a lot of players returning yeah Neymar loads. and Suarez, though, without, even without Messi, they're firing on all cylinders, aren't they? Looking absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah I think against the Benitez team, though. This is the thing. I think this is going to be one of the worst Clasicos in recent memory. Ooh. I think it's going to be a bit boring, maybe. Do you think? Because it's, I think Benitez is going to play a very structured, defensive game, look to hit Barcelona on the counter-attack. Similar to what they've done before, but I think Benitez negates things a bit better than we've seen previous Real Madrid managers do that aren't that necessarily literally <laughs> defensive managers. Uh, like you know, Ancelotti is a good manager of giving players their own freedom and ability, but is he structurally as good as Benitez? No. So you could you could even see Real Madrid nicking this. That's what I was thinking. Any early predictions for who's going to win the title, Barcelona or Real Madrid? Uh, it's going to be Barcelona, hands down. They're looking pretty special, aren't they? Even without. I think Real Madrid will win the title in the next three seasons. What about Valencia? They won't win it in the no. next three seasons. Sneaking up, they won five one at the weekend. Yeah, no, I, uh, I like them. I'm just saying. I'm just think. It, it, you know, Real Madrid will outspend them again. Barcelona. Yeah. Outspend Daniel them. Pereo scored two goals, got two assists. The, the I think he's the attacking midfielder. Double double, double double. There's not actually a lot of news floating around really? today. No, no, really. you're right. But I, I had a small breakdown earlier today, but apart from oh. that, I'm fine. 
You want to talk a little bit about Sepp Blatter? Not really. I mean, what can you really say about it? Well, have you ever seen to... Suge Knight in the court case? Yeah, no. Sepp Blatter's very similar. <laughs> Isn't he yeah. just like trying to get out of it? Yeah, are you feeling all right? This is like, Ooh, I've he, got he's a in bit hospital. of a headache. He's this is like classic. At the moment for a small emotional breakdown. Yeah. Towards BBC I, Sport. Yeah. Did he finally realise that he's just fucked the world for <laughs> and some hard time? Him, the, the, the thing is, like, I'm often surprised that more people of his level just don't have a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap. Constant in the public eye. You'd imagine, you'd imagine that this is somewhat of a power play from him. Uh, medical ground. Think? Medical grounds always oh help God. to some extent. Um, of course, we're being cynical about a man who is cynical about everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're, you know, the problem with him is uh, he's an old man. It's weird. Obviously, mental health is a big, big thing, and we should speak more about mental health in in the media and so forth. We should and value it. We should value it definitely. I just feel that this is, for me, you it feel feels like, like it a little bit excuse. It. And it, it, again, it devalues it. Yeah, a small, men, a small um, mental breakdown for someone that's what, got X million pounds for doing terrible things and doing, you know, selling um, the World Cup to certain countries that don't believe in human rights. It's, it's pretty awful. And then kind of throwing it under this mental health balloon that should, we should really be talking about more. Um, for, you know the normal, the average Joe. But you feel like it's because football, f- football and bureaucracy seem to have just separated the joy of anything in football from the things that should be bringing joy to football. Um, you mean around the camera? No, what are you talking about, mate? Uh, elsewhere in the news, apparently uh, Chelsea aren't going to sack Mourinho. I mean, Brilliant. that seems to be the story for this whole week. But um, Goal.com are reporting. Roman Abramovich isn't going to sack him during the international break. Good on you, Rome. Because of the lack of viable replacements. <laughs> not, not because he wants him to be manager, because there's no replacements. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about Jose Mourinho a lot, but do you think they're right to stick by him? Uh, yeah. We, I mean, we, we do talk about him every I week. I think this is the issue. They wanted Mourinho long term, didn't they? They want him to be the Chelsea manager for, a, for ten five, years. ten years. I but think, then, I think he, he was speaking though. about that. I don't know if that means that Chelsea wanted him. How long was his deal? I think that would be a good good question. Like how long was Mourinho's original contract at Chelsea? I don't know. It's, going to have been, it's probably going to be in a f- three or four-year deal. Is it? A f- I mean, a five-year deal would be a long one for Mourinho, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they obviously lost again at the weekend against Stoke. Jose Mourinho wasn't there. Um, uh, well, no, he technically. I mean, he, he was, was in the hotel city, he was watching, watching the team hotel. hotel. I've just written into Google, Chelsea signs for Chelsea. Good search. <laughs> good um, one, Dave. Hashtag Dave searches. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, I've seen people saying, "What's the main problem with Chelsea? What's the main problem? What's going wrong?" Um, Michael Emanalo is apparently set to lose his job. Why? To carry the can uh, potentially for wrongful dismissal for um, <laughs> for Chelsea transfer business over the summer. I mean, we, 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 that hasn't really been touched upon as the main reason for their current situation. If but you they, go back they, to they the, do, the first we, front, front three episode, the review of the Premier League, we, we mentioned that Chelsea they're going to be like, were so poor in the transfer, they're going to struggle. Mm. But you, Not this bad, though. That's a, that's I mean, no one saw it being this bad. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, Mourinho playing the same 11. He's been playing that same 11 since the start of last season. Since 1909. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lack of rotation, a lack of options in the squad. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but that's down to did, him as well. And, I mean, the, pro- the problem with Mourinho is all of his past mistakes seem to come back to bite him. You know, who could you do with right now? You could probably do with a striker who looks technically fairly good. It's one that, you know, didn't go to Everton. 
who could do with right now one one <laughs> an attacker midfielder that creates some goals that creates some goals that could feed into said striker yeah you know it'd be fantastic if he hadn't been forced out to another country yeah and then you. Oh, yeah back to the yeah. Etihad to return nice. and yeah Andre Schurl was a really weird one for me I love Andre Schurl I think he's a brilliant player but yeah. he's just didn't get a chance. Quadrado, another player in world football that was excellent. Imagine that. Didn't get a chance. You could make, if, on FIFA, you no could Salah. make a, a fantastic An unbelievable team. ultimate team. Yeah. Because um, Mourinho has essentially sacked an ultimate team of players. Yeah. <laughs> Should we see if any of our listeners can get that ultimate team together on FIFA 16 yeah, and send us a, a picture? You would need a lot of coins for that. You would need a lot of coins for that. Adam knows more about that. Open I think that this is the thing. I think the front three should try it. I, like, ultimate I think, team? Yeah, we should try it. If we just all invest 300 quid each. Oh, we could get, oh, yeah, we get, that, we get an absolute mate. banging team, That's mate. a lot of money. 900 quid. <laughs> you don't, there wouldn't be, I, mean, I mean, you can put it in if you want. I'll, I'll just play with I'm more invested in these shirts. Other news. Dimitri Payet. Injured, potentially out for three months, Dave. How much of an impact is that going to have on West Ham? Massive. I think what West Ham are struggling at the moment. Um, well, they're starting to struggle. This is the beginning of the end. I've said this before. They're not there. Their their chance conversion was too high um, over the league average and so forth. So they were scoring a lot of chances that they created. Um, it was a mass. It was something like twenty percent of the chances that they had they scored. Uh, average in the Premier League is 14%, so they were, you know an extra 5% boost. Dimitri Payet's created 42 chances for them in the Premier League, so now they've lost that. I just think it's it's a massive, massive loss. He's been one of the best players in the Premier League so far, so it's absolutely huge. And AC, ACL, is it? Knee yeah. ligament damage? So, yeah. That's a bad injury. I've it's, had that it's myself. Sad because you and a very similar level as well. It's um, Premier League football. End of your career. Uh, End yeah, of my career. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is he could have been pushing for an international berth, yep. those kind of things. So it would have been great to see if he won now. No, no. That injury, that injury is taken uh, also on the subject of injuries, Michu. So Michu was let go. Where's he gone? He, where's he's he gone? gone to the Spanish fourth tier. With who? I think it's his brother's club, is it? What a lad. Is it his brother's club? I think so. His brother's managing the club. Yeah. It's uh, Union Popular de Langreo. Oh, yeah. Um, Very sad story. Host by really. his brother, Hernan Perez. Yeah, so this was a player who, uh, a few years ago, when he was at Swansea, was banging in goals for fun, was valued at 30 million. Apparently, where the club's chairman, there was talk of moves to huge clubs. Obviously, injury has disrupted that. But you're, how sad is that, Lawrence? Because it, a promising player, and now very, very trying to rebuild I, 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 his career. I, I remember uh, interviewing him. I didn't interview him. Um, I interviewed. We interviewed him for the Real Oviedo doc that when they when all yeah. the shareholders first bought up. Um, Basically, he's a very skilled player. He came out of a very talented generation of players. That there's a lot of very talented players in his generation, and it was always very clear that he was originally putting himself in the shop window when coming to Swansea. But then they 18 saw 18 goals in this first season. He was fantastic. I remember seeing him play against Palace, and he was very good. Um, that ankle injury is obviously that, that ankle injury was a big issue for him. Move to Napoli was probably completely incorrect as well for him. I think him. it was, yeah. And I, but that's the issue there is that he he was looking for that step up essentially and just couldn't make it. And actually, what would have been great was if he he played into that humility that he he seems to embody yeah. and work with it. I'm writing a bad narrative there for him, but I think ultimately he was an incredibly technically skilled player really good at reading the game brought other players for Swansea into the game very well mm. Swansea managed to find someone who re- would replace him and essentially I think that that harmed a lot of what I was going to be the signing of Wilfred Bonny yeah. kind of killed him you know it was the beginning of the end then the move to Napoli you know you got Marek Hamzik 
who's their you know club captain well, he's become their club captain a very important player played exactly the same position for Michu is that a, a clever career move in a way probably yeah. not you know Gonzalo Higuain up front where are you going to fit into that team I think that's the thing with some players sometimes when they make these moves they've got to consider are they going to get in the team because that's the most important thing they've got to play football also on injuries, a lot of injury news this week. Um, Mamadou Sako is out for six to eight weeks. Yes, that's another bad knee one. Is that a big uh, blow for, for what Klopp's trying to do? Uh, yeah, definitely, because he's been one of Liverpool's better players. Uh, it was a mistake for him to even come back onto the pitch after. Yeah, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? Uh, silly, almost gave away another goal. Also, you imagine, that, is that going to exacerbate what, yep. what injury has? Um, it was silly. And I think that ultimately, when looking at the way that the... the that he treated that situation you'd imagine he should have valued his own health more uh, Lovren and Skirtle are really Liverpool's only options back there now it's a shame because you know Gomez is out etc etc it's disappointing also final bit of injury news Shane Long is going to miss uh, Ireland's playoff first leg against Bosnia obviously the man who scored the deciding goal against is he going to miss Jim. one or, or both uh, he's hopeful of playing in the second leg really but that... they're very close together those two true but do you think how big of a blow that actually made to Ireland's chance of qualifying? Like I'm saying, obviously the guy who scored against Germany with that finish. Are Ireland going to have to rely on Robbie Keane now to play up front because they, they brought Keane's him on against him, they brought him on against Poland. He doesn't really offer the same longevity. Threat to Shane again, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you think that's going to be a blow? And then Friday evening, I mean, they don't have many options in attack. Obviously, what a huge do game. They have? I think it's only Robbie Keane, is it? Um, leading scorer of all time for Republic of Ireland Robbie Keane but that's the issue for, for Republic of Ireland is that they you know Robbie Keane at one point was a, the, the prime age to lead them now he isn't yeah. um, and Shane Long was the, the, the immediate replacement he's a good he's a good striker but he's not I would say when he went off against Poland level. he went off against Poland injured and Keane came on just did not have the same you know you, you look at the squad at potentially Daryl Murphy Ipswich Town he's been banging the goals in in the championship for the last two years Jonathan Walters could be another one then Kevin Doyle so there's really you know Shane Long's not prime 28 years old perfect striker now they've sort of it's a real backup player so it's, it's going to be difficult for them a very strong Bosnia team you know, the likes of Zeko Pjanic um, you know two brilliant players in world football so it's going to be a task um, have a little bit of news before we move on to a little talking point which will be a sort of uh, mid-season well quarter season review um Jamie Vardy, October's yeah. Player of the Month yeah. uh, in Premier League. Well deserved. Yeah, Nine deserved. games in a row? Nine scored? games in yes. a row, 12 goals overall for them. Scored a penalty, obviously, to take him to the potential, mm. the, the precipice of... He's, uh, he's, he's going to be in the English squad for, for this weekend's uh, yeah. fixtures. He is. What you'd say is Vardy will probably go to the Euros, but mm. he should not be a starter. He should I be a player that comes on later and gets in a six-yard box. I like Jamie Vardy because he's quite, um, you know, he's in a way he's a bit of a defensive forward. He is a Harrier hustler. So maybe like sticking him wide to complement, you know, if we are going to play the likes of Raheem Sterling that needs to probably put a lot more in his defensive side, maybe Sterling in the middle and then maybe Chamberlain out one side and then Vardy. That's quite a hard-working attacker midfield band of three, which could be quite interesting. I think Harry Kane has got the starting berth as striker, but Vardy could be interesting wide. Not Sturridge, if Sturridge no, comes back. Sturridge. He's got no legs, has he? He's broken. That's the problem with Sturridge, is that actually, if you're going to risk any position in the squad, I'd say risk taking Sturridge. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be there. But really, then, you've just got to give him that starting berth and be like, look, I mean, you know, mate, if, if you play one game, you just go out there, score two goals, and then you get out and play again. Arsene Wenger, named manager of the month as well, yeah. won every single game mm-hmm. in October. Credit. 
their form has somewhat wobbled slightly over the last couple of games. But well deserved. Much well, you know, they absolutely smashed Man United, didn't they? That was a brilliant game, tactically very interesting. Unbelievable. Good, very good result. You know, the likes of, I think that with Ramsey is a bit of a miss. Mm. Bigger than Walcott. Walcott is still a massive miss, you know, stretching the defence, open up space. But I think Ramsey's work, you know, covered more distance per game than any other Arsenal player in the Premier League this season, doing a really good job on the right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, complementing the likes of Cazorla and Coquelin in central midfield. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how Arsenal, you know, they are getting these players back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For the West Brom game. So we talk about Arsenal having the same season every single season. And I felt like things were sort of changing a little bit on that October like run. Every single yeah. season. And then they Guys, get hammered by oh Bayern. Oh my God, it, they're off. Do you know what I mean? Is, is this, <laughs> it, it, are we just seeing it again and again? It's the same thing. It's just injuries, isn't it? It's every single time. It's, it's always just the ravaged them. Yeah. If they had their fully fit squad, you've got Wilshire. They'd, win, they'd win the Premier League, hands down. Welbeck as well. Mm -hmm. Welbeck. When's Welbeck come back? December? January? Cockney, aren't they? Anyway, listen, uh, last half an hour of the podcast, let's move on to the talking point this week. Is a little review of the Premier League season. Can I, can I so ask you far. one question before we do it? Go on then. What's your soul soulmate footballer? Have you ever, have you ever watched oh, your you're... soulmate footballer? Now, what does that mean? Quantify that for me. Um, so I was thinking, who would be your football soulmate? Who embodies best the qualities that you look for in a player? Dave and I then got onto what's your football animal, which is like you know your what, what player, but yeah, like your spirit. So it's your spirit footballer essentially. What, what best embodies what you like? How we how I play as a footballer? My... No, what you look for in a footballer. What's your answer? Jabby Alonso. Jabby Alonso. Yeah. The answer is always difficult. Yeah, Jabby Alonso. You know, Jabby Alonso was up there. Either Paul Scholes or Darren Fletcher. What's the question? Spirit animal? Spirit, spirit footballer. Spirit footballer. Spirit, my spirit personified in a footballer. Spirit. That's a very hard, broad question. Oh, what do you look? Do you look for a worker? Do you look for a ball player? Do you look for a just goal scorer? Do you look for someone that can crack it in for, for 15 I, yards? I used to love Ledley King because he possessed oh, that. yeah. Ability to read the game. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? That extra quality. That hunger, passion. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Where as opposed to skill, that's not, you know, obviously very enjoyable seeing skill or incredible players. But in terms of spirit, you're talking about the spirit. That's what I like to see. Uh -oh, I think I've just thought of my one, actually. Go on. It's Carlos Severs. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah but Dave, so to put it this way, 
on the pitch, yes. Harrier. Off the pitch? No. Disgraceful. But that's what I mean, yeah. Obviously awful oh, off the pitch, move, leaving United and so forth. But <laughs> Adam went very far there and had to rein in <laughs> rain himself in. Disgraceful well, player. <laughs> well, not really a disgraceful player, but you know. Player. But it's hunger, that's what I mean. You know, it's pressing from the front, it's Harry, and that's what I used to... Right. Love. Let's get on to talking points. Right, Premier League season review, half. Go for it. We're not third. halfway through, we're, we're a third, third of the way through. Uh, my, my, my maths is way off. Can't be in G4. Um, How many games have we done? 13. 12. 12. So we're on, we're on a third would be 12 and a half. 12 and two thirds. So listen, the most obvious place to start, we're going to do like a little team. Where? Team of the season so far. But I think the most obvious place to start is the standout player of the season so far in the Premier League. Who has been your standout player before we get onto the team? Um, I think, you know, we, we were mentioning Jamie Vardy there. He's been very impressive. I, I think, think his highlights stand out, but I think there's probably more solid picks. Yeah, I'd say Jamie Vardy in terms of goals. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say Mares just because how he's broken out and how he's, you know, when you watch Mares, he's, he does, he's the type of player that turns, if he turns it on, you can win a game. You know, the game against, um, I think it was Aston Villa, where he was pretty poor in the first half. Villa were 2 0 up. And he just turned it on. Got two assists, won the penalty, scored the penalty. Absolutely brilliant performance. And I think the, the, the form of Mares has really brought out the form in Vardy in a way, where Mares is the creator. Yes. He's the one that changes things. And, you know, and then Vardy's your main man. There hasn't really been a player at a top six, seven club. Ooh, there, there's definitely the, one. The big club. No, there's definitely one. one. Who? Two, three. Smalling. Meza Ozil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Seriously? Okay, that's interesting. Okay, okay. So let's talk about Meza Ozil first. Morning. I think he went on a run in October as well of incredible form, like we're talking about. But again, we see in, in, the, in has, the Tottenham game, ten assists. Anonymous. No, in the Tottenham game, he wasn't. In the Tottenham game, he was anonymous in the first half. In the he, second half, he, he created He created seven chances in the second half and he got an assist. Yeah. He completed more passes than any other player on the pitch. He covered more ground than any Arsenal player. It does feel like Ozil could. Again, with Ozil, it's consistency. I don't think... He it, I think he, the, the last five, five, six games, he has been phenomenal. And I am, I am the biggest critique. I've, criti I've critiqued him on this show. But I really think at the moment, he is flying. They Absolutely flying. Ozil, Ozil, okay, he's been one of the standout players so mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. Chris Smalling. Chris Smalling. Are you on. saying Chris Smalling? Are you saying you were expecting Dave to say Chris Smalling? I was expecting Dave to, to put him forward. Because I but Chris Smalling, forward. People are saying Chris Smalling is now the best centre-back in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, that. honestly, that's probably not saying very much for the Premier League. But yeah, at the same I think time... That's a, Top point. I mean, Dave, come on, that, that very. They've had. How long has it been since they've conceded a goal? Uh, 555 minutes. Do you think after that Arsenal game, Van Hal has suddenly decided, right, we are not conceding now? He's well, no, just Van made some made changes. A error, didn't he? We we're pressing Arsenal deep. But after the Arsenal bit. game, yeah, like, it would have gone fucking hell. Let's, uh, let's just not create sure chances and play yeah. some really attractive let's just football. Let's keep it safe. Um, okay, so... He's been a monster. Standout player, we're talking, you know, Vardy, Eurozils and exactly. potentially Smalling. Uh, uh, I, no, also... I don't feel anyone's been absolutely incredible consistently. You know, like at the start of last season, we were talking about Diego Costa and Cesc Fabregas on like another level. A lot of injuries. To yeah, I think that's a good point. It's been a weird injury season. Sanchez has been in and out. You know, he had that run of like two, three games where he scored six goals and then Aguero. he went quiet again. Aguero. Aguero, um, yeah. You Aguero know, come, comes wide back. Wide yeah, yeah. Five goals in one game and then he's done nothing else. Who has been the signing of the summer so far? Signing of the season so far. We're looking at Dimitri Payet, for, for example. We're looking at you know Anthony what? Martial. The Payet, because he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he essentially did what Dave said he would do, which was to raise the level raise of the, the team game. to yeah, another level. 
and sort of covered up some of the cracks, if you like, that will that Bilic maybe will um, knock through the wall. But it's almost like best of a bad bunch. Pyatt's got to be in there. Yep. What, I mean, what about Sterling? Yeah, you, you see, he's done again. He's been quite hot and cold. Hat tricks here, you know, match-winning performances here, and then Great movement, adaptability. Found himself up front. Yeah. Well, the first few games he looked absolutely awesome on that left with Kolarov, and then he sort of dropped out. Very refreshed. But then that's the interesting thing is, you know, people initially thought, "Bam, this is Sterling now," and I got a bit. I thought the same. But then you think how, you know, that's the difference between Ronaldo and Messi. They can do it consistently. They don't get bored yes. of performing. That's what we like. forget about young players, though, I think, isn't it? It's the level of the variation in their performance. I think uh, when we're talking about best signings, you have to look at who is, you're sort of talking about Payet there, who's sort of almost taken them to another level and made a, a considerable change. Yeah. Obviously, I'm biased, but Toby Alderweireld uh, that's has no, been fantastic for Spurs I, I, and it's transformed us from a team who would leak goals every single game. You knew you were going to concede every game, pretty much, so, to a team who is one of the best defenders in the league. But how has he done that? Well, obviously, his partnership with Vertonghen is incredible. You could say structurally that Poch is getting more out of his players. Mm. You know, the likes of Eric Lamella is working a lot harder. Eric Dyer in midfield defending with, from the front. with um, Deli Ali. You know, it's, yeah, defending from the front and then defending, you know, and then having a decent organised back four and you know you'd say yeah. that Alderville and not Fazio or Kabul yeah not, not, bottle, not defenders <laughs> not being that Kabul makes a big difference yeah that yeah. would be a big problem um, so we're talking about signs of these there um, what about flops so Roberto Firmino he has no, been I mean, injured so it's injured. hard to say and then what, what, since he's come back from being injured he has been one of Liverpool's more critical players in Klopp's new formation what about Memphis Depay Difficult that Struggled. one, isn't it? Oh, that's unfair, man. I know it, it's, it's unfair. Well. I think, but then thirteen games. If we if so... we didn't look at it from a, the angle we look at from, if we look at it from a sort of a media perspective, you definitely say, oh yeah, Firmino, what a waste of money. Uh, Memphis Dubai, what a waste of money. But I think that's rubbish. Yeah. I think that these players have got to adjust to the Premier League. Uh, Luis Suarez took a while to adjust to the Premier League from mm. Holland after scoring a handful of goals. So yeah, it's just taking time. You know, the brilliant interview uh, Memphis did with the Dutch magazine or paper, I think, this week that just basically said. I know that I'm not good enough at the, I know I'm not performing at the moment I'm working very very hard in training and now I've got to take my chance which is fair play I still do feel Van Gaal's system really limits Memphis Depay I feel that mm. um, the formation is wrong I feel that you know freedom the free creative freedom is wrong Memphis Depay shouldn't be defending in my opinion he should be playing on the counter attack someone else should be doing his defensive running for him so I just think the system is wrong for any attacking player at Manchester United what about Florian Falvey for Newcastle how about I remember seeing um, Kristen Hennage on Twitter say, I'm shocked that Newcastle are buying this player. He's not worth the money. He's, well, he left from, so the season before, he threw up an absolute stink, stopped going to training at Lille to move to Marseille. Then he sort of did all right at Marseille and again threw his toys out the pram to get the what move to Newcastle. What Marseille though was that Marseille had a bit of a club collapse overall though, didn't they? You lose your manager midway through the season. Exactly, you know, Bielsa was his man. No longer has that. Yeah, it's going to be you know French speaking. I imagine wow. he probably needs to adjust again. I think it's all about this is an adjustment period for some people. I mean, I'm trying to think of a flop. Another Falcao. Falcao was obviously yeah. going to be very uh, very happy to put that one out. Pedro. There. Well, he was a flop at Man He's, he, do you he'd be the first player to get back to back flop of the seasons in the Premier League. Falcao. Falcao. Oh yeah, it's possible. very possible if he lasts beyond January. Um, Pedro uh, had an explosive first game, but he sort of dropped off the map a little bit. Few. Again, he should have gone to Man United. <laughs> Mourinho didn't. Su- the, the Mourinho f- football doesn't suit Pedro. He's been playing in a possession-based team for his whole career. Yeah, he- Barcelona. What do you think of? Um, should have said a Barcelona. Correct. What do you think of James Milner? 
against Milner is, is a good sign in Liverpool. Yeah, some yeah. people are saying he struggled. Been I think average, solid. I don't think, I think Liverpool. James Milner was signed to be an average. He was signed not to be average, but to be consistent. Um, you'd say you'd say he may be less happy with the role he now embodies under Klopp. Doesn't embody the, the role he takes under Klopp because he's slightly wider, I'd imagine, than he wanted to be. He he was promised centrality yes. by Rogers, and he didn't get it. I think that's silly to offer James Milner centrality. I don't I think he's a good well, that side maybe, player. That maybe represents somewhat of the way Liverpool thinking in bringing a, a fantastic central midfielder to the club. They managed to attract James Milner. I think that's why we're having a little bit of a problem now that Henderson's injured. Can is every can, chance, sorry, has stepped yeah. in, but he's been a bit dodgy. Error, you know, he's made the most errors in the Premier League this season. Um, so, and, and the goal for yeah. yeah, the goal from. Um, I mean, Blassie. Yeah, I really think he should be playing left back. Who? I thought he was quite good at left back Chan. for Leverkusen when uh, I saw him. Uh, sure, yeah, he, he, um, wasn't, he, wasn't, be he, was, he played left centre back. Sorry, right centre back for Liverpool. I, I still think he's better in a more uh, a more advanced midfield role. Yes, I'd then I agree. Yeah. Lucas, that's it. Attacker midfield would be interesting. If you, also, if you make a mistake there, it has less impact immediately on the game. Let's make a few little predictions then, mm. based on what we've seen so far in Premier League. We've got we can make an informed opinion. Uh, who's going to win the league? <gasps> I think at this point, it's still safe to say Manchester City are the favourites. Uh, and Arsenal looking like the most likely challenges. I'm going to say Manchester City are going to win the league. You're going to say... Arsenal. Oh, I, like, I, like, I do like that prediction. It's a bold prediction. I like it. I don't think they're going to win the league. I think we'll see them do a classic Arsenal. The Ramble, Marcus Speller at the beginning of the season said... What a hero. Said second for Spurs. Second? Not going to happen. Top four? We'll come on to that. Who's going to win the league? Sorry, a bit. What, what club did you say, sorry? Spurs. Spurs going to come second? That's, nah. Boltwood is, is, is a classic gonna... Tottenham fan over here. No, no, no. no we're this not going to win the league. The same thing happens every single mentality season. Yes, yeah, the mentality. Need Chabby Alonso to sort out, don't they? We do oh not. We'll, if we continue in the Europa League, um, January, want? February, March, our players will start to get tired. And the same thing will happen last season. We'll drop off in form. And that will keep us from finishing second. We don't have the quality or depth of Nothing squad that, say, Manchester City or Arsenal have. Sure. I'm very confident and hopeful that we can finish in top four, and that is more than enough for me, because I wouldn't have thought that would happen at the start of the season. But with Chelsea falling away, with uh, Liverpool adjusting on the clock, we've got a good, uh, we've got a good chance. Shabam. Second's mental, though. Who's going to win the league? City. 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 Uh, top four Ooh. for me, City, Arsenal, Manchester United and Spurs. Arsenal, City, Man United, Spurs. I think the big thing with Man United is if you look at the best defensive record in the Premier League from the you know in the years of the Premier League, the last time a team with the best defensive record didn't make the top four was like 2000, and 2000. So it just correlates with it. 2000, absolutely 2000. crap. Top four, Lawrence. City, Arsenal. Now I reckon actually a City. Yeah, City, Arsenal, United. He wants to say it. Do Go it. Go on, mate. Come on. Liverpool. Xavi Alonso. And who's going to get relegated? Uh, Sunderland. Do you think some, Sunderland going down? With any luck. I think some. I don't think Allardyce is going to be able to save Sunderland. No, I think, I think he sad. is. I don't think he is. I think Bournemouth are going to go down because we saw against Newcastle last week when even when they're playing well, they can't win because they're lacking that cutting edge. And they've got and those injuries that have, that have not helped. And the last position... It's tough. We're looking at Villa, Norwich. maybe Norwich. Um, Watford are doing well at the moment. There, you know. But I think it's going to be Bournemouth, Norwich, Sunderland. 
I'm going to go for Bournemouth. West Brom. No, purely. <laughs> no, that's just I'd like to see that. I think it's going to be Sunderland, Bournemouth and Norwich. I'll go for that. I am inclined to agree. Mm, so I we're agreeing that's... on definitely Bournemouth and definitely Norwich. Are we yeah. sure? Then you guys are, we Sunderland. Sunderland. are we sure about the status of Newcastle? Because Newcastle, yes. Newcastle yes. have the the potential to have a great. Uh, they've got a, a side who can you know put in a great performance. They have some players in central midfield. One album, they have players out in the wing. I think they're just going to have too much quality. They're not going to. I don't think they're going to finish far above relegation zone but I don't think they're going to go down what about a team who sits just above them right now though where are Chelsea finishing that's oh, the thing a really good so indicator of who goes down early doors in the Premier League is goals against so so what's going on with Chelsea eh? so Chelsea are struggling right now so they we've got Sunderland 23. 26 worst, worst goal record then Bournemouth 25 Chelsea have conceded more goals than uh, Villa Chelsea yeah but it shows you stats are useless doesn't it Dave what the hell do you need stats for I mean stats the goals mate it's not a stat a goal so, Still a number. Okay. No, it's not, mate. Listen. It's a goal. We're going to move on. Oh, mate, which problem? You we're going to move on. You? And we're going to pick our Premier League team of the season so far. Okay. Ready? So in, in goal. goal. I would say Jack Butland. Jack Butland. Do you want to do a formation first? Or do a formation oh, first? Oh, okay, oh, no, let's pick the goalkeeper. And then, okay, fine. Yeah, no. I'm going to say No, no, four, let's, pick, let's pick the players. No, let's, let's pick the players and then we'll define the yeah, formation. Jack Butland, I'd say. Jack Butland in goal. Been very impressive for Stoke. Dave wants Kept to in say, some games. Dave wants to say... David De Gea. Yeah, of course. David De Gea. Brilliant. David De Gea. He's, he's, he's already had some pretty sublime games. Dave, the game against... Answer me this, Dave. Has he played the full season? How, how many clean sheets season? has David De Gea got? I don't know. You tell Five. Me. That's a lot. I'm not sure how much Botland's got, but... In, in no, Botland has been Dave, very good. In 2015, Dave, which goalkeeper's got the most clean sheets? That's a good question. Do Dave you know? Mate. Yeah, Dave knows. Who, no, is, mate. who is it? His name's Simon. Really? Belgium lad. He's not getting in our team, though, is he? Nah, no way. We're bro. talking about Butland. We're talking about, about the hair. We're talking about Czech. You go. Czech. You got to reach the save. There's a few cheeky what little What about points. that save, though, for the, in the Arsenal game where he fell back for the goal? Yeah, that wasn't great. Wasn't great. <laughs> Every goalkeeper's going to make a mistake. Yeah, it's true. Um, what about. I'm happy with Butland. Or... No. <laughs> we've been up there enough for that you. mistake. Oh, he's got great potential. Head of Czech that we were talking about last week has made a big difference for Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Been impressive. Uh, I, I still want to pick someone slightly less obvious. Butland, I, I reckon Butland, Butland has been good, yeah. We can all agree on Butland in goal. Yeah. Okay, what about our centre-backs? Now, Mike Smalling, he's probably going to have to be in there. Can I go Smalling and Alderweireld? What a combo. That'd be a good combo. What? What? Van Dyke, South Yeah, I think Van Dyke's been brilliant. Absolutely good awesome. I'm so good on the Van ball. Van Dyke sub. I'd quite like to see Smalling and Van Dyke. I think they complement each other quite well. Can I see well. a Can Spurs I... player in there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see a Spurs player elsewhere. I think with Spurs, saying. though, it should be you either go for zero or both for Tonga and Alderville because they've both played equally as, as well. No. no? No. Shaking his head. No. You've got to go, you've got, you've got to go Chris Smalling on the you right do. side of the What about me though? He's been pretty good. Uh, yes, but found suspect at some critical true, moments. True, 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 true. So, no. Jose Fon? I would, I would have pushed Font out to maybe left back. I'm happy to go with we're, we're Smalling and uh, Alderweireld. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Smalling and Alderweireld. Yeah, let's do yes. that. Uh, right back, we've got Bellerin, we've got Klein. We've got Walker. Kyle Walker, yeah. I think see, we've already got a Spurs player in there. We can could I, maybe just... Can I nominate Klein for essentially coming into a, a Liverpool team which is in crisis in inverted commas under Rodgers and then adapting very quickly to yeah. Jurgen Klopp's game? I think if Klopp had started the season, I would have said Klein. 
but I think Hector Bellerin has been really, Bellerin. really, really good. Good point, Dave. Good point. And he's shown a bit. You know, he's shown his ability to learn and adapt. Dave mm. saves. Okay, Bellerin is our right back then. All right. So who are we going for at left back? Well, um, it would have been Luke Shaw had he not broken been. his leg one hundred percent. Best left back in the Premier League before he broke his leg. Monreal, Kolarov. Who are we happy to play? Probably going to go Kolarov because his, his impact going forward. That's where Man City have looked. They're dangerous when they're playing that sort of right-footed left midfielder, Sterling or Kevin De Bruyne, and then they're having someone overlap like Kolarov, and it just you know beautiful wing combinations. So I'd go with Kolarov, but Monreal has been pretty exceptional. Arsenal's defence, obviously. Yeah, I'm loath to put another Arsenal player. I don't want to put two <laughs> Arsenal fullbacks in. I think Kolarov. I feel like they reveal too much. Yeah, Kolarov's Kolarov. been good. Yep. Okay, let's go CM. for a left back. What are you saying, CM? Oh, we're looking at Kabai. Very influential. I think this is where we might need to freeze right now, right? So we've got our goalkeeper and our back four. Yeah. I think and we need to think four. about the structure of our midfield. So what do you want to do, Dave? So potentially, I'm going to go with a diamond. Four. A wide a wide diamond. So one one player sitting. Really, it's 4-3-3 three, three then, isn't it? I'd say so. So one player sitting, a left midfielder, a right midfielder, an attacker midfielder, and two strikers. So we've got to put in Mahrez. Has to be in there. Yeah, so he's Mara's got to be right, right, right yeah. or left oh, of the diamond. He'll be left. Left of the diamond. Mm-hmm. Who's, oof, Who's Dimitri Payet? Dimitri Payet has probably right. got to be the, 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 the central attacking midfielder, or um, I'd say Payet would be on the right. Maybe who else have we got winger wise? So I mean, one matter potentially has got a shout there. You know, scored, scored or assisted seven goals for Manchester United in the Premier League this season. I think Payet and Mares are the musts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about Urzel? You were talking about Urzel. Yeah, I think he's got to be there. It's one of the most midfield. exceptional players. Yeah. Um, what so wait, what, what, who's who's going where? So we're talking Urzel. We're See, talking Mares. We're talking Payet. So Payet at the peak? No, Urzel at the peak. Payet, right? Urzel at the tip. So who's mm. sitting in that? This is the thing. We need so to we get a holding midfielder. Sitting. So we're looking at Kabai, Fernandinho, Coquelin. Santi Cazola. Santi Cazola. Fernandinho. I really like what Fernandinho's done this season. I feel that he's sort of come out the shadow of Yaya Torre. And I kind of prefer City with Fernandinho in the side this season and Yaya Torre out the side. Yeah, but I still think there's someone else that I'd rather go for than Fernandinho. Um, he's been radiant this season, according to The Guardian. More dynamic and powerful than ever. You see, Johan Kabai would fit in this team. Johan Kabai has done well. I think he's won the second most tackles in the Premier League. The one the most inter- sorry made the most interceptions. Then I want to put Kabai at the base of that midfield. I wouldn't mind putting in Kabai. All right, a little bit of a playmaker at the base. Yeah, so it goes Kabai with Mares on the left, Pai on the right, Pai on the right, Ozil at the tip. Ozil at the tip, possibly able to rotate those three into different positions. Oh yeah, this is fluid. fluid. (laughs) So let me come on to the strikers on the bench. Again, under Klopp, Coutinho is going to absolutely flourish. We've already seen that he's started to... seen elements. We've definitely seen elements. But not we've consistent s- enough. No, it, but last three games, well, last two games, sorry, he's got three goals. He's looked really, really good under Klopp. He's a perfect Klopp player, you know, creative midfielder that comes in from the left-hand side onto his right foot. And I think goals will come through Coutinho this season. You can see it the first year where he will score over 10. Yeah. Here's a thought. Instead of Kabai at the base of that mid, uh, midfield, what about Eric Dyer, lads? Could be in there, yeah. Exceptional for Spurs. <laughs> you don't look convinced. People can't see your face, but your face is putting all they, sorts they of could expressions. They could have watched a 360 camera. Um, putting hmm. all sorts of faces right now. I really like Dyer. Like, I really like him. 
it almost goes against everything that I thought about Spurs. What I love about Spurs under Pochettino is that they go against everything that we thought we knew about Spurs. Resilience. They're a team. Resilience. Organization. Their mentality will still let them down. Mentality I, I think, is back on. I, I still think Dyer's not quite of the level of the other players we've named. Okay. He's not had those standouts. Over Kabaya, though. Oh, Kabaya's oh, been absolutely Kibai. ripping it yeah. up. Right, strikers. We've got to finish on oh, the strikers for the manager. Penai. <laughs> so many bloody penalties. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's almost as good as Penaldo. Obviously. Whee! Hashtag YouTube comments. Obviously, Jamie Vardy's in our, one of our front team. Don't know, mate. 12 Premier League goals. What? How many more than any other player? Six. Six. Or six or uh, five. 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 Six five. more than? Uh, Giroud and... Okay, Martial. Oh, no, uh, Kane. Sergio Aguero as well. And Sergio Aguero. I didn't see I didn't even put Sergio Aguero so in there. So who are we putting alongside Jamie Vardy? Are we putting Lukaku? Martial? That would be a full I think it's got to be Lukaku, isn't it? Harry Kane. I mean... No, it's Luka. Pella it's has got in the Guardians <gasps> team of the season chance. so far. Really? Mm. I think if Kane had, if Kane's really hit form in the last three games. I'd still say like, Kane was, although he was not taking his chances, he was still playing well. Yeah, so fair, fair. Before That's he started scoring. Yeah. He scored the most the goals in 2015. Game was missing. I, I just, when Lukaku's on the phone. It's got to be Lukaku's on it, what? Seven, seven goals, four assists, pretty decent. Record oh, that pass that pass up for the uh, Ooh, was it the goal for Aruna Kone outside the left foot? Oh, it was beautiful. How about um, a manager then? If we settle on that team, who manages it? Lou Van Aert. It'll be well exciting. Hundred percent ball retention. Pep will be happy. Team. I think Maurizio Pochettino has done very well this season. Who negated what Maurizio Pochettino done this season? Which charismatic? Decapioed. No, you're not. No, you're not. Maestro. No, this isn't coming. Of football. I'm not having this. Go on. Best newcomer award goes to Jurgen Klopp. Oh, no. I, didn't, I thought you were going to say Alan Bard no, for a God, second. No, I was like, no. Well, that's mental. He hasn't been in charge for enough games for us to call him the manager of the season so then, far. Then I want to. Okay. Won, where does Spurs sit in the table? Uh, where do we sit in the table? That's a very good question. Fifth, I think. We are currently fifth. Okay, tell me, Adam, where do Leicester City sit in the table? Oh, he's mugged mm, it right off third. They're four points ahead of the mighty Spurs. And then I want to say this: every team needs a number one and a number two. Our number one is Claudio Ranieri, the man perpetually doing an impression of Robin Williams, doing a perpetual impression <laughs> of an Italian. I want him yeah. to be partnered with Pochettino. It's the perfect combination. The tinker man with the pressing man. Exactly. I'm happy for Claudio Ranieri because I feel like when he came in off the back of the Greece job, nah. people ridiculed him. People yeah. said he's yeah. not going to be able to, see, you know, people were laughing. I like how he changed it. I really do like how he changed it. You know, so many like games a season where he's... Isn't it do, funny yeah. how a few years on now people are like, oh, tinkering's... Uh, changes. You yeah, know, making the thing, changes isn't it? during Football the game. Changes, isn't it? Not Arsene Wenger, though? No Arsene Wenger. No. Okay. Sorry. A bit too Sorry. boring. Listen, Wenger, our, Wenger gets third. There's our team. Jack Butland is in goal. Hector Bellerin right back. We've got um, Chris Smalling, Mike Smalling, and Toby Alderweire at centre-back. Left back, Alexander Kolarov. We've got Kabai at the base of the midfield. We've got Mares on the left. We've got Payet on the right. We've got Ozil in the hole. And we've got Jamie Vardy, Romelu Lukaku up front, with the tinker man himself, 
pulling the strings. I want a pair of boots which says hashtag I am the whole on them. Hashtag I am the whole. Um, uh, I think that's a great team. Yeah, it's a good team. It's, um, a, it's a, a varied side. Yeah. Does anyone get a, a nomination for So we've got on, on the Dyer bench, the bench. Kane, Dyer, Coutinho, um, Anthony Martial. Anthony Martial, Anthony Martial. yeah, definitely. Anyone? Fernandinho, Pella. maybe. Fernandinho, Pella. Barkley. What about another Wijnaldum. Southampton player? Surely another Southampton player. Van Dijk's got Van Dijk's on the bench, isn't he? Pella, said that Van Dijk. Yeah. What about, um, uh, what about one of their wingers? Surely you, do you go for a... Mene would be an impact from the bench. Or Tadic, you know, they've both been playing. Tadic, of course. Tadic. Listen, let us know who's in your Premier League team of the season so far mm. on Twitter at the front three. That brings an end to this week's, uh, week's hour-long... Special. News podcast. Oh, this, yeah, yeah. So remember to tune in on Saturday. There's going to be a Q&A special going up. Um, it's very exciting. Very Quanda. exciting. The first Quanda. two in a week uh, week for us on the front three. Thank you very much for listening. Anyway, Lawrence, where can the good people find more of your work if they want to do that? Lost Cast, L-O-Z-C-A-S-T. Where can they find you, Dave? Squawker Dave, S-Q-U-A-W-K-A-D-A-V-E. Adam? At Adam Boltwood on Twitter, the Football Republic on YouTube. Go and check it out. It's the best YouTube channel in the world. That may not be strictly You've true. You've not seen Dave's. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.